Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Dear Me, Love Me podcast. It's a podcast where we, we read. I can never say that. Let me try that again. <laughs> this is a podcast where we read letters to our past selves, pieces of advice, tidbits we'd wish we'd known. That was that was good. Thank you. But, you know, I can't say our email without going <laughs> Dear Me, Love Me podcast at gmail.com because that's how we I end every podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, it's because I will constantly say, dear me, love me at dear me dot Gmail, not oh. in no podcast. And I'm like, mm, that's not going to go to us. Yeah, That'll go to somebody else. Work. That's not how that works. It's not going to work. I don't own that Gmail account. So, uh, I, I feel you. I feel like you're getting to a rhythm. Of, I'm getting there. Yeah. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. That's T-Voyage. That's Brooke Upholster. You said my name wrong. Upholster. No. What is it? T-Boyage. <gasps> Upholzer. Upholzer. What did I say? Upholster. Like, like, like upholstery? Like, I said yes. upholster? Yes. I'm not a couch. I'm not to be laid upon, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. I quit. The, co- the podcast is canceled. The podcast is Okay, so say it one more time, please don't fuck it up again. Brooke Upholzer. Upholzer. Yeah, well, it's not like, upholster. That's correct. Well, Upholzer. Yeah, and Brooke Upholzer. Yeah, you. That's okay. exactly right. That's Brooke Upholzer, and that's T Boyish, <laughs> like a golf tee. <laughs> so so. No, I'm totally fine. There's that's that's the reason why when I went equity, I changed my last name, and my my equity last name right now is Green. But honestly, right. I'm thinking about changing it back to Upholzer. Fair. Yeah, I don't really like identify with my equity name so I'm like I, nobody's seen me in anything so it's not like it's like formally known as artist formally known as and so uh yeah so I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna change it back to Upholzer and if people say it wrong people say it wrong it's totally fine I've lived my whole life with people saying it wrong it's speaking of equity oh yeah speaking of the the well, actor's equity this week we're doing what I wish I knew before I made my Broadway debut now hold up I've never made my Broadway debut. Correct. So it's you. It's, with, <laughs> this is uh, this is this is an episode for T. Just like I did a Disney episode, um, mm-hmm. we are doing a Broadway debut episode for you. It's a partner. It's a sister episode. It is a sister episode to the Disney episode, and I'm sure there'll be more episodes where we know I know something in you or a Disney. I know you something know. you don't know. That's I'm what I thought you were gonna tell, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nessie's looking at me like, "Will you stop?" Bitch, will you stop? That's awful. I know. But um, I'm so excited for this episode because <gasps> you you made your Broadway debut in the most bomb ass fashion out I of did. I believe anybody has ever on Broadway ever. I don't think that's ever happened. I have been told in that fashion that it's never people have before. gone on having understudied the role with that little rehearsal yeah. or um, with a script in hand. Yeah. But not like that. And I just put that in there. So technically it did. I don't think that's ever happened before. You are one of a kind. You're that's a that's for damn sure. <laughs> You're a one of a kind queen. So I'm really excited. T's going to read her own letter that way because this is this is in her own voice and this is her, uh, her experience. This so is my story. I'm excited and I hope you guys are too. And honestly, I hope this this episode in just this episode, any, any other episode can can go unlistened forever i truly hope that like broadway.com oh, so is like nervous. t boyich does podcast and she tells her story Ugh. in her own words because you deserve to be heard 
Thank you. That's me saying is that your story deserves to be fucking heard. Thank you. You're welcome. And honestly, you're the only person like, who should be able to tell it. That's true because it. some people know about it, but it's almost like a weird folklore yes. situation. People, I have met people who have said to me, oh, were you that girl? Yeah. 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 Because um, that annoying actor friend. The yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. is the one that kind of broke the yeah, news. Yeah, broke the news. I remember. I followed that thing. I made sure I had Google alerts mm-hmm. of the... Oh, that was a nutso two days. My phone was like... Blowing ding, 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 ding. Okay. Here's my letter. I'm so ready. Nessie's okay. ready too, clearly. And also this is fitting because I'm going back to the Broadway. You are back on the I'm Broadway. Back on the Broadway. Okay. Dear me, it's happening. You have worked for the same goal since you were eight and abandoned the thought of being a dentist. <laughs> You wanted to be a dentist. I did, and I hate dentists. You're like the the guy from uh, Rudolph. Yeah. We want to be a dentist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every audition, heartbreak, terrible community theater production, college course, and voice lesson has led to this moment. You are about to walk out onto a Broadway stage, open your mouth, and start singing. And people will be there watching you. You have become the people you and your mom watched on your first trip to New York City with such awe. And yeah, in the true fashion of your life, it's happening in a way that is so crazy, unreal, and seemingly impossible. It's like a nightmare. I've, I've had yeah. legitimate nightmares. It's been- Before this ever happened to you, I've had nightmares that this has happened to me. So you lived out every Broadway kid's nightmare. I did. And my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, great. You're about to make your Broadway debut in a track you don't cover with 90 minutes of actual onstage rehearsal. Oh my You're God. wearing other people's costumes and wigs. You have a dedicated stage manager shepherding you around like a preschooler to your quick changes and throwing props in your hands. And without them, you would have for sure failed. You're about to make Broadway history and you have absolutely no idea what's in store. Now, before we continue on, I can tell I, the quick story. Well, and I would also like for you, because there are people who don't know Broadway terms and uh-huh. who listen to this podcast, what yes. does um, a, a track you do not cover, what does that mean? So I was, uh, in the original Broadway cast, I was the standby, which is somebody that does not perform every night and only understudies principal roles. And I just hang out. And, and principals are lead roles. Lead roles, yes. yes. Um, and I covered Katie, Gretchen, and the adult woman track. Yes. I covered three tracks. And I was prepared and game for those tracks and we were in previews which is a a time in which you have rehearsals during the day Mm -hmm. and a show at night and you implement changes into the show and they they can happen like whole scenes can be Mm -hmm. cut out that day songs can be added in whole new songs can be added so you could see a show one night and go back the next night it could be totally different Mm -hmm. it's they can also stop the show they can can stop the show it's It's an ever-changing beast it is a it's a rehearsal that we are allowing people to come watch yeah okay yeah and uh there was like everyone was limping to that finish line because yeah. it's a really tough schedule. Oh, and, and T, this is your anniversary of your this Broadway This is debut. my anniversary. This, this is two years. Two years since it, on this day that this will air, this is your mm-hmm. two-year anniversary. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. For one of the scariest days of my life. And yeah. um, so we didn't actually have to come to the theater till about 2.30, which normally we had to be there at noon mm-hmm. because we, were, we didn't have much to implement or change. Yeah. And... I was sitting down at the cast and Barrett came in and she was all, you know how you can tell someone's sick? They're yes. all snugged up in a coat and, and you, they look 
like they want to die. But they're trying, and you know they're sick when they're they're attempting to rally. Yes. If you're like faking sick or like you don't like just feel well, you 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 tend to like kind of err yeah. on the side of laziness. But you she like you're attempting to rally. Yeah. Yes. And so she starts gabbing with Casey, our director, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't. This doesn't look good." Yeah, she didn't look good. And uh, Gianna also had the same flu that Barrett had, like had no voice, but because she was in the ensemble, she was just kind of pushing through because she's yeah. like, "I can still dance." And Gianna and was the understudy. Was the understudy, Freddie Janice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and well, first they were like, "Okay, we are gonna like Barrett's out of the show tonight." Yep. We're going to take Gianna into lobby and sing through some stuff with her. And I knew she was sick. Yeah. And everyone knew she was sick and she knew she was sick. And so they go out there and I joke to somebody completely joking. I don't even remember who it was, but I said, watch them come back and ask me to do it. Like, haha. <laughs> like, because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a standby. I'm watching the show. They don't have to pull a swing out. Right. But completely as a joke. Mm-hmm. They come back. Casey comes walking up to me. And Casey, our director, it feels like the principal of school. Yeah. When they come up to you, you're like, fuck, what did I do wrong? What is it? And and he comes up to me and he says, Barrett says, you know the track. (laughs) Because we had lived together in D.C. And I joked, we were drunk one night. She's like, you must know everybody in the show. I'm like, I I know everyone in this show. I I could do any role. And she's like, could you do my role? I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, I could do your track. Not even a question. <laughs> your junk voice is phenomenal. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so and you, we, we said this beforehand, too. You, you've been with the show since the beginning. Forever. You have so many, so many songs in your head, so many mm-hmm. things that you know. And so you, you, you so sang these songs. familiar enough. With, yeah. Not Janice. I never sang anything Janice oh, right, related right, right. That's because right. I only ever sang... Gretchen, Regina, and Katie stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's who was written first. Right. Um, so I'd never sang any Janice. And uh, he came up to me and he said, do you think you could do it? And I looked at him and I don't even, I didn't even hesitate. And I just went, yeah. And he said, okay, get on stage. Oh my and God. And I jumped on stage and we started at the top of the show mm-hmm. teaching me the desk entrance because the choreography for the desks yeah. and someone someone just yelled from the audience like in our cast or one of the stagehands that just says what do you need and I just said a ticket for my husband and to contact him and yeah. I so I didn't even tell Dave that I was going on because from that moment on we had 90 minutes of onstage rehearsal running oh through God. the show as fast as we could yeah it was like okay now we're gonna do this scene we'll do this scene we'll do this scene and then they brought me downstairs to costumes and I tried on Gianna's costumes and they didn't quite fit but they were close enough and then her wig didn't quite fit but it was close enough and yeah I had to get my makeup done and my hair and um so I only had 90 minutes of actual rehearsal mm-hmm. and I was running through lines I was having people run through lines with me while my makeup was getting done um and then I went on and I and I thank God for Gray because he just came up to me and he gave me a hug and he said, I will not let anything happen to you. Oh, my gosh. And uh, now did you have like a script um, in the wings, like yes. prepared they, or in case? They had, I called him my like my preschool teacher. They had mm-hmm. one stage manager who would wait for me wherever I was exiting yeah. and say, come with me. We're going to this changing room and running lines with me for the next scene. Oh, great. Um, and helping me get changed and saying, here's your prop for the next scene. Go. Yeah. And um. I only messed up once. Yeah. 
And it was in Where Do You Belong? Because Katie and who I actually covered and Janice are on either side of Damien. So I almost went to the wrong side and almost got hit by a table. And Lovely Gray just grabbed me. And he's so tall. And just kept me under his arm uh-huh. the entire... He abandoned his choreography and just carried me around. Oh, my god! So that I wouldn't get hit by any of these tables. Because that was the only time I was unsafe. Um, and That's amazing. They didn't... They made an announcement. They didn't even make an announcement. They had a slip. Yeah. But it didn't say that I didn't cover the track. Yeah. It just said, like, T-Boyage like, is a Broadway debut. Like, right? It, ju- it, it just said, said T-Boyage, standby. Not who I was standby for. Just right. standby. standby. And eventually it started to get out that I didn't cover the track by intermission someone said who was there yeah and then the bows were I have a video of him and I cry every time I watch him um it was so loud and the whole cast like dropped to the ground and started banging on the ground I remember that video and then when I went out to the stage door I had people say wait you didn't cover that I heard you didn't cover that and it was so so surreal and then the beautiful thing is I was on the next night Mm -hmm. and my mom managed to get a flight out to see that one yeah because there's no way she could have made it in 90 minutes to see the first one or two hours or whatever it would have been. Yeah. But um, so that's how I made my Broadway debut. Ugh, I'm like crying. I know. I'm emotional. It was. And everyone asked me, was it such an incredible experience? And I always joke and say I blacked out, but I truly did. Yeah. I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember um, the feeling of. Uh, d- I can't describe it. It's yeah. it's it's like taking a test that you know you're unprepared for, but you have no choice and you have to do it, and you can't fail. Those are str- those are serious stress dreams for mm-hmm. me. It's it was a stress dream, but everyone was saying like, "Wow, you're so so calm," and I kept saying, "I have no other option." That's such a that's such a great way to to act during times of crisis. Like, I am very calm during times of crisis like, and always have been. It's like, luckily. I have no other option. Freaking out is just going to make matters worse. It's not going to help anyone. And so, yeah, that's amazing. So for all of you to like, long story short, T did not know this character's role. Mm-hmm. She learned the role. How, how many hours before curtain, not stage time, but so, how many hours before curtain did you realize your show going would have on? been seven? I, I probably got on stage at three. So four hours before the showtime, yes, ninety minutes of rehearsal, of rehearsal, and that's it. That's insane. Yeah, it was something I'd never want to do again. No, no, God, you wouldn't no. recommend it. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> never want to do it again. It's so funny because it's such a, a full circle moment in that it wasn't necessarily how I thought my Broadway debut was going to go, mm-hmm. and then this happened, and I couldn't imagine it any other way. No, I, I, I remember I was talking to my mom about this with you and we were talking about how like just, you know, you making your debut and yeah, you're going to make it as Katie probably like at some mm-hmm. point and like it's going to be beautiful and like hopefully we can get a ticket, blah, blah, blah. But then I remember I texted her because I found out you were going on and I said, mom, T's going on as Janice. And she's like, wait, T doesn't know Janice or T, that, right? And I was like, no, she doesn't. And she goes... That's the Broadway debut. I could wish I couldn't wish for more for her. Mm. It's a groundbreaking, just oh no, I'm legendary Broadway debut that you made, and, and it's so amazing. For that ninety minutes, we 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 were flying through, and mm-hmm. and uh, we got to I'd rather be me, and I, whoo, mm, I got on the desk, and the way that scene is is that everyone in the cast is looking at you. Yeah, that's your moment. That's your, and I always loved that moment because it was one of the few times because Janice is an outcast that she interacts with the cast 
and it started and I started singing and Kate Rockwell was just sobbing and then I looked and everyone else was just sobbing in this rehearsal you're like you can't do that and I I literally was like uh, so I was like you guys you can't you can't cry I'm gonna cry I'll cry I'll cry and Kate just said after that number she came up to me and she said I hope you know how incredible that was you got on that desk you knew every word you knew that's all the choreography because it's a lot of words it's a lot of words and she goes you knew when to be carried you had acting choices and she said I've never seen anything like that yeah and that was Really cool. That's a great moment. Yeah. So okay. Many good moments. Here are 10 things I wish before I knew before I made my Broadway debut. <laughs> Five about the actual night and okay. six Broadway general ones. Okay. That's great. Number one, ask your cast to take some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who was thinking ahead enough to offer was Ashley Park. And I even said, I need to go get changed. I can't. And she stopped and said, no, you need a picture of your debut with me. Come here. Yeah, I love that picture of you guys. If you ask everyone, you'll have a bunch of amazing pictures. A couple of stagehands took pictures of rehearsals. Yeah. um, But I wish, I wish I had more. Yeah. Because I only have a handful and I, I really wish I had more. Yeah. That would be so special to me. And I didn't have the, the foresight to ask for them. Yeah. I mean, you were in, you were in crisis I couldn't even think about anything. I couldn't even, I don't even think, I think I texted my parents yeah, and said, hey. But then my phone was in my dressing room for four hours, yeah. and I, it was. I'm pretty sure I texted you because I, I heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. you're going on, and I was like, T, T, oh my God, is it happening? Is this real? And I, I probably just texted back, yes. Yes, you, you did. It's exactly <laughs> what you texted back. You said yes, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. You are freakishly calm right now. Everyone is remarking on how calm you are, and it's because you really know there's no other option than to be calm but you need to breathe. Really stop and breathe. No one is expecting perfection. And that was... Everyone was was just rooting for you. Yeah, but in the moment, it felt... It felt like it was all on me and I couldn't fuck it up. And I know that that's not reality. And I know that if I had fucked up, it would have been fine. And no one would have blamed me. But I had worked for all my life to get to this moment and I was so scared that it was going to be a huge fuck up and that there was nothing I could do to stop it yeah and I and I was and I went through emotions of excitement and anger because I wasn't prepared yeah and this wasn't how it was supposed to be and it was supposed to be comfortable and it was supposed to be um I'm sobbing right now I was supposed to be different and I was so scared I think that's where the calmness came from because I was so, so scared and uh, it all ended up being fine and everyone was supportive and it was beautiful and it was such a good moment. Like I don't want everyone to think that I was sitting there like this sucks because I was so excited, Yeah. but I was so, so, so scared and um, Janice starts the show. Yeah, she does. They walk out together and I, I walked out and I, I was so scared. Whew. And I've never had a feeling like that. And then once it started, I was okay. Yeah. But holy shit, was that the scariest moment of my life? And I hope I never have to do that again. <laughs> Ever. Because I knew I was about to start a roller coaster that I couldn't hop off of even if I wanted to. And either I was going to crash and burn in front of 2,500 people. Yeah. And have that be the start of my Broadway career or it would be great. Yeah. And I was so scared. <sighs> because I w- it's not like it was a role I had practiced. <laughs> 
and it all ended up being and fine but like janice's emotions are not emotions that yeah. you you allowed yourself to to feel before and so this is and you so, being completely and i never sang it and and she's a big sing oh and gosh, it's not my voice and i remember thinking are these notes even gonna come out are i don't know i'm a, right. i have a disney princess voice i don't know <laughs> um and that's my favorite thing when people are like, I like your Katie better. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I am aware I wasn't hired to cover Janice. I um, supposed to be here. And I have learned to love her. But yeah, so um, I wish I would have allowed myself to, to, to calm, to not expect perfection from myself and yeah. to not feel like it's all on me. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> allow yourself to take the moment in. You do, during I'd Rather Be Me, when you're looking at your entire cast while singing and they're all crying. <laughs> but do it earlier. Right when you walk on stage at the top of the show, take a second and soak it in in a good way. Yeah. Because I was so paralyzed by fear. And during, and it really wasn't until the end of I'd Rather Be Me, when she gives the two middle fingers and the whole cast is behind me cheering and everyone else starts cheering, that I allowed myself to really... Whew, I didn't think I was going to get emotional about I, this. I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm emotional. <laughs> You're usually constantly. the crier. Um, d- I didn't allow myself to realize that I had achieved this thing that I've worked my whole life for. And I've done it in a, and I've done it in a fucking really cool fashion. Yeah. And I made Broadway history and I, I surprised myself and I wish I had had, had the moment right when I walked on. Where I was like, I'm on a Broadway stage and I did it. Even if this fails, yeah, I did, did it. it. And I wish I had done that earlier. And I wish I had had moments during the show because it was just so um, like s- trying to stay afloat that I didn't allow myself. Because I'd rather be me. That's kind of the end of Janice's show. Yes. You're like, I did it. I did it. Because yeah, the finale. But like truly that's it. And I and I immediately started, started sobbing on stage. And uh, it was. And then when... <laughs> When we go off, um, so Regina gets hit by a bus. Uh, well, rather be me that, you know, we all go off mm-hmm. after Regina's hit by a bus. And everyone was there and gave me the biggest hug. Like, the whole cast people had changes to do and all these things. But everyone was just there. And being a standby is really hard because you don't feel like you're connected to the cast in the way that everyone else is. You don't see them every day. Or if you do, it's not in the same mindset. And um, it was a really beautiful moment. And I wish I had allowed myself more of them yeah yeah now when you were in the show would you say because you didn't allow yourself to to kind of realize what you were doing what you were the 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 history you were making and to give yourself that moment do you think now kind of looking back now I know you wish you could have given yourself that but do you think that maybe it it helped your your show oh like because I was thinking like Janice has that powerhouse moment yeah fuck all of you and but look at me like for once bitches look at me and say and say my oh, name yeah. and so like that is exactly you lived out Janice's life yeah. in real time and I remember somebody when I who started was ignored somebody who was put down somebody who's been bullied somebody yeah. who who is just not at the forefront and then finally gets this big huge moment and then everyone cheers her name like <laughs> I feel like you lived out Janice's life I did and I got to so at the end when she flips off everyone I, I vividly <laughs> remember who in my head who I was flipping off which I won't say because there's no point but um and it was such a it was a stream of people in my head kind of all at once yeah of this people who had always told me I couldn't do it or wouldn't do it or wasn't good enough or whatever and and 
it was a very cool moment that and is, a very cool song yeah. to do. That's so cool. Okay, number four. Use hand sanitizer <laughs> every time you can. Everyone is hugging you and high-fiving you. And because you end up getting the flu that took everyone out and you have to call out yourself two days later. Oh, God. Like, I remember thinking everyone was high-fiving me and hugging yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah. I was, and then I got the flu yeah. that everyone else had because That's I was high five. So use hand sanitizer tea. That's just in life in general, especially in this moment in well, life. for sure. And also, I think... I'd done two shows and my adrenaline was so high. Oh yeah. That, and then when it crashed, you real I crashed. I was out for like two or three days. I my body, I couldn't move. Like yeah. I had never had such an adrenaline rush. And I, and I remember when I called out even Holler stage manager was like, it's probably adrenaline. Yeah. I said, yeah, it probably is. But my body just, I can't bounce back. And, and luckily then Gianna got to make her debut. So yep. it was like fantastic and full circle. And, um, but it was, that was the weirdest. My body was like, you're done. You're done. You're girl. never going to do anything like that you can't again. Have, you, no. Yeah. Um, number five, trust your training. You have worked for this moment since you were a child. You can do this and you know in your heart that you can do this. So rely on the training a bit more and enjoy the ride. Like, yeah. I'm at the, the risk of sounding like a giant a-hole and tuning my own horn like I am no, too, incredibly too, good at music theory I'm so good uh you know I, I studied opera I have the training I I have a very good memory I know this in my bones and I know that it's there and I know that if I don't know it I can at least bullshit my way through yeah. it and not make it seem out of place I knew it would be fine but I wish I could have calmed down a little bit yeah. In my, not on the exterior, on the interior. interior. Yeah. And allowed myself to have more fun you because had, I didn't yeah. have fun. That hamster wheel was like in your, <sighs> your, your head and your heart was oh, probably going a million miles I an was hour. the hamster that runs so fast oh, that the wheel spins, spins itself <laughs> and he's just he's riding on, on the outside. Yeah. That was me. Oh my God. I That's could... what it was. Yeah. Um, and it was an incredible experience, but it wasn't fun. Not no. until the end. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, wow, I did it. Right. That's but I wish I had fun. had fun during it. Yeah. But at the end, I was like, this was this... so, so, so much fun. Yeah. But I wish I had allowed myself to have more fun during the show. Yeah. Okay. Now for general Broadway. Great. I, I've, I'm excited. The schedule is so much worse than you think. So much worse. It's Oof. awful. It starts to wear on you. But it's fun. So I guess my dumbass didn't realize how much... Your rehearsals still happen? Yeah, during yeah, you think like yeah, once it shows gonna, up and running, yeah, you think you're gonna like go to the theater at you know yeah an hour before showtime yeah, no. and you're like maybe we have one rehearsal a week. Yeah. No, sometimes you have two or three, and you have to do the full show. Yeah, and then and then go do the, to the show. show again. And it's and the schedule is rough, and none of your friends have the same schedule, and you don't get to see them, and your only days off are Mondays. Mondays, and, and I if I don't think people realize that is that when they come to see a Broadway show, you know, they see oh, I can see it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that's because Broadway pay- performers only have off on Monday. And if you do five show weekends, which half the year Mean Girls does, your Sunday night is also taken from you. Yes. So if you have four show weekends, you get to, you're home by six. Yeah. So you have like Sunday night all day Monday and like half a day Tuesday. So you you end up having like forty eight hours. Yeah. Um, but if you have a five show weekend, then right. you don't. Yeah. Oh. And then you have rehearsals during the week. Oh my god. And so it's a really really rough schedule, and it can start to wear on you. And like you're trying to take care of your body, yourself, your mm-hmm. voice, and and that's hard. Kept keep up with friendships. That's yeah. You can't go to weddings. You can't go oh, yeah. to anything. 
it's 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 a tough tough schedule I yeah. think I, and that's what I always tell everyone I'm like it is so worth it it's so much fun but you give up a lot you need to be aware that it's a really rough schedule okay not so, that I know from her but I know but from you know you. from being my friend yeah that I like hardly saw you never um and when I did see you it was very for a very short period of time because he only had a little bit of time off and that's why I always say to everyone like going back into Mean Girls now I'm like I'm gonna come back up for air in September like I'll see you all in September yeah I know this time what I'm getting into. I'm aware mm-hmm. of it, so it's going to be. Maybe yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if in a, in like maybe when you're either done with this contract or like halfway through, we should do a kind of an update of yeah. how you're doing this time differently, of allocating your yep. your downtime, your time in the 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 treehouse. Like, what are you doing with your time to make it an easier process? Yeah. That's because I have a whole different ball game this time yeah. going in because I'm two years older and I'm. And I know what it is now and I don't have any expectations about certain things and it's going to be different this time. Yep. Number two, you need to find ways to fill your downtime backstage or you will go absolutely batshit insane. Being a standby is tough on your mind, your body, your sanity. It's a thankless job and you need to be taking care of your heart. So... This is why I bought you in a Nintendo Switch. That's right. And I brought it to the tweet to the tweet house. The tweet and house. we all played it for a bit. Oh, man. It was it was so our fun. favorite thing. We played a Mario Party, but being a standby is a really, really rough job in only in that when you perform, it's so great. Yeah. And you do get that um that validation conne- and yeah, yeah. And the connection with the cast and and you're performing. But when you're not performing, you're showing up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd take a nap, you'd watch Netflix. Um that's about it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to do yoga during the show and all these things. This, like, I, I wish I had thought that through enough the first time. Yeah. Um, but that's fun because you get to tell yourself that and yeah. do it all over again. I kind of get a second chance. Yeah. You get a second chance to do what you, what you wish you would have done. And you right. get, and there you are. There's your letter to your 100%. Self, I, you can, you get to do it. That's true. I get to, I'm doing it. You get to do it. Okay. So I'm very excited on that front. But the big thing is like being a standby specific, you have to find ways productive ways to fill your time yes like I'm gonna learn how to call the show I'm gonna sit with stage managers <gasps> cool I already talked to them I want to sit in the sound booth and see how he does it oh, sit fun. with the costumers I um, used to do that a lot too yeah, yeah. but I never did I any loved, of that I just sat in the treehouse and the thing is I'd come to work mm-hmm. go right upstairs I'd get there right before half hour so everyone else is already getting a makeup yeah they're in their dress rooms I'd go right to the treehouse start watching tv and then I got to leave before the show ended yeah so I didn't even see anybody right You know, and that's something I'm going to change this time. Make the rounds. Yep. Number three, and you said this about Disney. You're allowed to have crappy days at work. Uh, Yes, you are. Even if it's your dream job, even if it's everyone else's dream job, don't feel guilty about having shitty days at work. It's still work. It's so, it's so much work. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like any job you are so, any, or not even job, any day, any life you have, you could be, you know, I I just finished watching The Crown. You could be the princess of Queen of England. You're allowed to have fucking shitty ass days. Yeah. I understand that people, like the grass is greener and they think your life is amazing, but like you have to realize, you have to put yourself in their shoes about what they're going through and how hard it is. And so I, and I, it was that's such a big one. Yeah. And it's hard to talk about it, especially to my friends in the theater world, because most of them haven't made it there yeah, yet. And they're, and they're you jealous know, and they want, or they they'll want just be like, have. yeah, they'll just be say like, something oh, like, so but I would grateful. kill to be. I know. And I said, I am so grateful to be on Broadway. I just, I also had a shitty day. Yeah. And I always tell everyone that Broadway is essentially the exact same thing. I got a burp. <clears throat> wow. 
Wow. Yeah. That was Tony Award worthy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I tell everyone, like, Broadway is essentially the exact same thing mm-hmm. you did, whether you do high school theater or community theater or um, uh, regional theater. Yeah. It is the same thing on a higher level. So the things that you adore about theater are there. Yes. And the things you hate about it are, are there. also there. They're always going to be there. They're, and that's something I, I guess idiot child me thought that when I got to the Broadway level, it would just, everything would be magical and perfect and great. And the things I didn't like wouldn't be there anymore. No, they're there. They're still there. There's a reason why they, they trickled down. Yes. They didn't, they don't trickle, trickle down from the Broadway mm-hmm. stuff and the politics and the, the, what you hate about theater and the, it trickled yeah. down from there. Not, As did the magic and the, yeah, and the exactly. connections you make and the, the, the feeling of performing and, all of it is there from yes. the same level mm-hmm. as any level of theater you do. It's the same on Broadway, except more people watch it and we get paid to do it. Yeah. That's that's what I always tell people. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, as somebody who like has like dreams of being on Broadway and like wants to do mm-hmm. that, but isn't like putting in the work to do it right now. Um, I mean, I, I'm, that's this okay. Is, I go through seasons too. This is, this is going back on the, like people saying they're jealous of you and like what they're doing or they, when they say, Oh, I'd kill to be where she is or mm-hmm. like, Oh, I would be so grateful. Like, no, it's there. There's heartbreak. There's hurt. There's, mm-hmm. there's physical grueling. There's the, the emotional schedule. The schedule is <laughs> terrible. The everything. So, Yes, you would kill for that opportunity. Yeah. But the opportunity comes with all these other things, just like an, a, any course. other job. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, do the positives outweigh the negatives? And for me, yes, I I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so you put up with the things you don't necessarily like. But that's why whenever anyone asks me about Broadway, I try to be very honest with kids and just say, like, these are the things that are tough about it that you don't necessarily hear and you need to decide if what you love about it outweighs that yes because I think that's fair Mm -hmm. I think that's everything that should be known about it right yeah that's that's really great because I don't think people understand that there are negatives to your dream job absolutely there's negatives to every single job in the world to every single job you know and you just don't hear about them when it comes to romanticized jobs like a Disney princess right or a Broadway Broadway star or a movie star or who knows they become romanticized and you Mm -hmm. don't see the negatives right yeah number four taking care of your physical health makes your shows easier pt acupuncture going to the gym sleeping eating healthy therapy massages voice lessons Uh, not well it's not just a voice teacher getting you through a show it's a team of people takes a village it truly takes a village and that's not even stuff that like yeah all that stuff sounds really awesome massages you know voice Mm -hmm. lessons all that stuff sounds really fun that is that stuff that you're doing on monday yeah and on on your your day day off i'm doing my voice lessons on wednesday okay morning before our two shows oh my gosh so that he can get me in a in a good a good place place from the get-go that's great but then that's an hour Mm -hmm. probably two hours because now we're to get there in half an hour to commute before a two-show day to go do this. Yeah. So that I can make sure I can provide the best show. And that's and that's the thing is, is that you're putting in all this work. And then there are days where you don't go on. Yeah. And then you sit in the in the treehouse. Yeah. So that's another reason that, like, I mean, standby swings are 
the hero of of Broadway's because they save that show so the audience can see it. Like yeah. if if Katie goes out um, and there's no standby, there's no show. Right. There's yep. no. They there's not. To... There's not a T Boyage in every show Aww. that can cover every role. <laughs> it's they. You're, they're lucky that they had you for that moment for Janice. And so I just don't think people realize that you put in all this work, you physically, emotionally, voice lessons, uh, you know, you work on your health, everything. Mm-hmm. And it's to then make sure the show goes on. A hundred percent. You're unsung heroes of the show. And the trickiest part, especially about being a standby, is that we often cover tracks that are vocally... Um, Taxing? Taxing. And so I think about, because that's why they have standbys. Yeah. The original, like, so there's a standby for Alphaba, for Elsa, for Anna, for everyone in Mean Girls, for Evan Hansen. There is, because they are these taxing roles. Now, what that means is the standbys have to be able to maintain that same endurance. Yeah, that the the leads have. That the leads have. And they got to build up to that. They build up to it. And we have to maintain it. Sometimes we don't do the show for weeks. Yeah. And you have to be able to have that that endurance at a drop of a hat. So you need to put the work in mm-hmm. on the outside, yes, to make sure you're in fighting shape when they need you. It's 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 yeah. tricky. Now, for people who are not Broadway people, there are there's a difference between understudies mm-hmm. and standbys. Right? I think I said at the beginning. Right, right, right. But so a standby just a, is somebody who just is just there to cover the principal role. Yeah, now, understudies reads. can be ensemble members right yes Yes. so they're they're on stage every night yeah and uh performing in an ensemble track or a different track right and sometimes they'll get pulled out to go on for the lead right other times it's just a standby and then a swing will take over their ensemble role yes a swing is the understudy for the ensemble okay great I just yeah terminologies of people who are not Broadway people great there we go number five max out your 401k even if it means you take home less money, you'll thank yourself later. That's, I mean, that's a fiscal one. Has nothing to do with Broadway. But if you are blessed enough to have a 401k in any job, max it out. Yeah, Michael is going to be very happy you said something about that. Dave's the one who, he maxed mine out and he picked where things went. And I didn't even perform last year. And it has doubled. Wow. And so imagine where that's going to be when I'm 60. Yeah. You know, like max it out. Mm-hmm. It's so important, and you won't really because they take it pre-tax too. They take your pre-tax right, money, right. Um, so that's just self-explanatory. It's boring. It's not fun. Max out your four hundred one k. Yeah, especially if you have the option for a four hundred one k, just do it. Yeah. Well, people in Mean Girls are like, "How much are you putting in a week?" Because I put 10 percent every week until I max it out. That's great. It and people were like, "I can't believe that." I said, "I just cut back other places." It was like. I'm not going to say how much because I don't want people to know no, what okay. I made. But it was a good chunk of change every week. Yeah. Um, that's money that you could have used for any other things, but mm-hmm. you you were smart about it and you invested in your future. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> Number six, the job hasn't stopped now. now. It's just started. You are going to be constantly auditioning for your next gig, which mm-hmm. comes with heartbreaks and triumphs and all sorts of fun. Brace yourself. And you do that on, on your, your days day off, off or, or before the show. Oh. It's a never ending cycle. And you need to be learning sides during the show. And and, and without fail, if I was on like four shows in a row, I had like three auditions during that. Like, that's just the law of science where I'd have all these sides to learn. And um, 
And you were going to spend your time yeah, doing that. But like when I was on, like, oh, yeah. cool, I'm a standby. I can, I can, you know, have my time to learn these. And then they're like, you're on for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And you're just like, oh, I'm like, oh, God darn it. But yeah, okay. go home and do this. Yeah. And it's, it's just the law of physics and nature. But um, that's something else that kids should know is when you're in a Broadway show, you are constantly auditioning for right, your next, next one. Run. Yeah. Um, because it's not always guaranteed. It's yeah. not. And I mean, it's, it's different because... I'm only going back for six months. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I have pretty much promised Mean Girls, like, hey, in that six months, I'm not going to go anywhere. So yeah. I'm not auditioning right now because I'm not going to show up for six months and then be like, deuces. Right. Um, so right now I'm not auditioning, but towards the end of my contract, I will be auditioning nonstop. Right. All summer, I'm sure I'm going to be just auditioning left and right and left and right um, just to get your next job. Yes. We go on a million interviews a week and 99% of them end up with a no thanks. Yeah. And that's when you have a job too. Yeah. You do it when you have a job. Mm-hmm. It's it's so crazy. I think that people don't realize that. It's the the constant hustle for your next thing. Yeah. When you get frustrated and overwhelmed, remember that eight-year-old you would have absolutely absolutely lost their mind to even stand on a Broadway stage once and you're performing on it. Often, there are always little kids in the audience looking up to you. Do it for them. But the truth is, you are having truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, something most people will never be able to say they've done. You get to do the thing you love most. Sing and get paid to do it. Don't ever, ever take that for granted. Love me. What a great letter. Thanks. That's going to that's gonna shape a lot of, of hopefully young humans who have these dreams. I hope so. That, um, that want to do this to realize the work that's got to be put into it. Yeah. I wanted to be honest. And it is. And I hope that it didn't come across as negative or ungrateful no. it, because I, I am the great, most grateful. I think it's a great juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, juxtaposition. juxtaposition. There we go. Of the like really great broadway debut and then Mm -hmm. also the grueling aspects of that day and that life that you you choose for yourself to to have this career and have this life and i choose it again every day yes that's i think that's that should speak for itself that car just motorcycle just they said i agree um but i i choose it again every day i go to Mm -hmm. auditions and and even in the insanity and the work and the um terrible schedule and all these things, I still choose that. Yes. I just want to make other people aware of what I'm sacrificing and mm-hmm. and um, what I am choosing. Exactly. I think that's what young kids who want to get into theater need to know. Yes. It is magical. You make the most wonderful friendships. It is a family. Um, but it's not without a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. And very little vacations. Oh, my God. No vacations. <laughs> okay, I have a couple questions for okay. you. Okay, dear T, number one, who did you call first for your Broadway debut? We're going to say, because you said you said text my husband. I, te- I said text my husband. Who did you call? Who was your first call after you made your Broadway debut? It would have been my mom. Dave was there, so he met me at the stage right. store. It would have been my mom. Yeah. Yeah. How was that conversation? I don't remember. I probably just sobbed. <laughs> And then probably my dad. Oh. And then I had about 9 million text messages. (laughs) Yes, yes, you did. And about 17,000 were from me. Number two, what is one moment that comes to the front of your brain when you first recall that day? Like you're like when you when somebody goes, hey, you made your Broadway debut two years ago. What's the first like 
image or like thing that pops into your head? Uh, two. When you said it, it was when I had that rehearsal and everyone was crying. Yes. Looking at me as Janice. And the feeling I felt in my gut when Casey said, okay, get on stage. Because so the feeling I, you're going to poop yourself. Yeah. Oh, truly. <laughs> I felt like I was absolutely going to like poop my dipes. I, I, I guess I, when I said yes, I did it without thinking. Mm-hmm. And once it was put into action, I had this moment of, oh God, I can't take it back. And now we got to do it. And here we go. And it, yeah. it was um, a very out of body experience. So I would say those two. So like one really positive and one really mm-hmm. negative. <laughs> Number three, what song slash scene were you most nervous about? Um, Apex Predator, without a doubt, because... That's a difficult song choreography-wise, because yeah. of all the moving, moving pieces. Moving it's pieces, and, and my, one of my passaggio points is a D, which for a singer's term, it's, it's a note that's kind of tricky. It's, yeah, it's a it tricky, tricky for women. Um, and it's right at your flip. It's right at your flip, and mine happens to be a D. And that's... And that's the last note that Janice holds is a D forever full voiced. And, um, I still am a little nervous of that one. I've, I can sing it. I've, I've worked on it with my voice teacher and we're fine, but that to me, I still don't like singing apex predators, Janice. I never Mm -hmm. have. Um, and I was really nervous and I was a little nervous too for the, um, someone gets hurt reprise Oh, where she's real big Mm -hmm. because we didn't rehearse that. I'd never heard that come out of my mouth. Oh, gosh. Um, and so I was like, I don't know how. And the funny thing is, there was a bootleg going around. Someone had audio recorded something, maybe the whole show, and it went around a bit. Yeah. And I was like, that's my worst nightmare because that was the first time I sang that <laughs> ever. ever. And now it's out there. for That's like Forever. as if I released all my voice memos of my voice lessons. Yeah. I was like, so I was scared of that one too. It sounded fine, but it's so funny hearing the first one. There's no acting in it at all. Yeah. I'm just singing well, it. You, you, that's all you can do at that. If you're like, oh uh, shit, I've never sang this one. I was just singing You've it. You've only ever been on stage for it as right. Katie to hear it. To have it screamed in, in my face. face. Yeah. Um, so there's no acting in it whatsoever, but uh, now it's completely different. Now, I, now it's more acting driven, which yeah. is much better. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was scary too. Number uh, four, do you remember any stage door moments from that night? Yeah, I remember one guy who just said to me, he goes, you don't, you didn't cover this? I said, no, I didn't. It was, you know, I, I, it was a freak accident. And he just goes, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. And he goes, and he said to me, he goes, I would have never known. That's awesome. And to me, he that's said, the best he said, you made it look seamless. That's a, that's a great compliment. And that's why I said, I said, I am so glad you wouldn't have known. Yeah. That's a great compliment. Number five, what training made you the most prepared for that moment? Uh, my music theory classes and my sightseeing classes, because <laughs> I had the comfort of knowing, even if I didn't necessarily know what to sing. Mm-hmm. I would sing something in the chord, in the key. Right. I could I could BS my way through it. Yes. Um, that and I would say that. I'd say music theory, mu- like just my, my music training, my ability yeah. to read music, quickly pick it up. Now, I need to remind the youngins who are listening, 
um, who listen to the Mean Girl soundtrack over and over and they think, oh, I could totally go on as Janice. None of these songs were ever released were, or were released beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like they, the, the cast album wasn't oh, out yet. It wasn't so there out was yet. no like, okay, I'm going to go and listen to the song and, and make sure I'm hitting the same notes as Barrett or like nope. ma- there wasn't like you, they, like T was stay, saying during previews, they go through rehearsals and they implement changes. Yeah. So, so it was, di- there were changes from the day before. Exactly. So I think that when people go, oh, I could do it. You know, I could totally go in as so-and-so right now because I know all their words and all their lyrics. And that's because you studied for it. Just like just T was like my other tracks. Exactly. When I went on for Katie, I remember going, this is so much easier. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can have fun. What a concept. Oh. <laughs> so I, I think that... I even like I need reminded that you know there was nothing for you to go off of yeah it didn't exist yet. it doesn't exist there's no we you hadn't know, even recorded the soundtrack exactly yet. so there was nothing for you to go off of yeah because you think That's about it like point. like if I you know I know every word to Legally Bond the musical and I could probably go on as Elle Woods now yeah but uh, that's because I've studied the role. Yeah, that's in true. my own time, I just wasn't paid for it. <laughs> okay, number um, six. What's your favorite moment of someone helping you? Oh, it would be Gray. He felt like like such a safe place. Yeah, and Gray and Janice spend most of the show mirroring each other, whether it's next to each other or on opposite sides of the stage. So I could always look and be like, Where am okay, I? Gray's on six, so I'm going to be on six. Um, but he always, before we went on for anything, he'd give me a squeeze, give me a hug, tell mm-hmm. me how great I was doing, tell me not to worry. Um, he was just such a safe home base. I was thinking about this once. Say in some freak world, it, they asked me to go on for Regina yeah. instead of Janice. I don't know how that would have turned out because I had a, a built-in buddy. Yeah, because they are they are together almost always. All the time. So I had this sense of calmness and home through him. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Greg. Um, number seven, did you predict that something like this would happen? Because <laughs> you said, you're like, watch them say it. And so I think I did. did. I, I knew eventually I... I tend to be the kind of person in my life where I just say yes and I figure mm-hmm. it out later and I'm a people pleaser to a fault. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm the person that will just get it done mm-hmm. uh, and try and make and not cause any waves. And yeah. so I I thought for sure something like this would happen. I don't th- I didn't think it would be as early on in the process as it was. And I didn't necessarily think it would be to cover another role or Janice or anything like that. I just, I thought it would be something. Yeah. Now, when, think college T. Do you think college T predicted this? No. No. You would never, you would think that, no. Never in a million years. I think adult T knowing the process and having been with Mean Girls so long, I said, I, I bet something down the line happens where they have to rely on the fact that I have a weird, freaky memory. Yeah. Um, But I didn't think college cheat never never in a million years could I have predicted that never okay one last question okay now now I'm gonna make this a broad question because Mm -hmm. you said um I'm gonna ask you for Mean Girls and for any show are you ready yeah if you could go on in for any character now that's not one you cover who would you do and or this is specifically for Mean Girls and do you already know their track in Mm. your head (laughs) 
Mean Girls related. Yeah. I would go on for Regina. Okay. I do know her track. Okay. Except for some of the dance moves in Someone Gets Hurt. You just like, because of you being the around. Lifting. Yeah. And you being around so long, you hearing it, you seeing the changes, everything, you you know that I could, her track. I could do her, I, and I could also do Karen, which then would be every female track. Yeah, so you, because you I, just, in your back of your head, you know their track. I could do anybody, I think. Yeah. I think if so given, I mean, if they overlooked, you know, that I'm 5'1 and curvy and like, fine. <laughs> um then yeah, I think I think with now having been with the show so long with yeah. ninety minutes of rehearsal, the only two I don't cover are um, Regina, Regina, and, and Karen. Karen, yeah. and I think I could do both. Um, now any show, Jane Seymour in Six and, and Anna. Princess Anna. Yeah, that's a, those are two great roles. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So to wrap it up, what is one sentence that you would say to your past self? about this experience Mm. or to anybody listening what would you say nothing ever works out the way you think it's going to and if it does you're lucky but most of the time it doesn't but it can be better than what you expected and on that note I think we should end the podcast (laughs) okay I think that's a a great thing um bye Bye. oh oh, great (laughs) subscribe review on Apple Podcasts specifically. Send us things. Send us things. Uh, it's all, all going to be after the thing with our cute little theme song. <laughs> and um, yeah, have a great week. Come and see me on Broadway. Come see T-Boy in Mean Girls on Broadway. If she ever has any dates, we'll be sure to post them on our Instagram so you guys can know um, and know ahead of time so you can plan accordingly. Bye. Bye-bye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at Dear Me, Love Me.